Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. May his name be glorified forever and ever. You have made a right decision. You have made a right choice to come here tonight. This is the time, these two hours or even three hours, including the fellowship that we're going to have, this is not going to be a wasted time. This is not going to be a time that you're going to ever regret in your life. In my life, as long as I've been alive, I remember, and so many services that I've been to throughout my life, I don't think there's even a single one of them that I, that I can regret or that I can say anything bad about. Um, these hours that I have spent at church, fel fellowshipping, uh, listening to sermons, worshiping God, those are the best time, th those are the best things that we can do with our lives and with the time that God has given to us. You will never regret it, brothers and sisters. And this is what I want to talk about in my sermon today. Time, the, uh, the preciousness of time, and the importance of redeeming it. What is time, right? So dictionaries, uh, many dictionaries define it as a process of a couple of actions or things in line happening back to back to back, one after another, one after another one. That's what we define time. That's what time is. And we as human beings, we are born, we are made, we are brought into this world, into this universe, this three-dimensional universe that God created, and we are subject to time. The only person, the only entity that is outside of the time that is in control of time and on whom time has no influence and time has no power over is God. He made us. He created time for us. And he is the only one who is in control of it. Um, have you ever noticed how time can go fast sometimes? You know, when we get anxious or when we get too focused on something, either at work, we wake up, uh, you know, in the morning and we, for example, have a busy schedule. We want to do our errands. We, we want to do our work. We, we want to do our school. Then we prepare for church. Then we go to church. We always sometimes in a hurry. And whenever we are in a hurry, we feel like time can go fast. And it's our perception. It's our perception of how fast the time can go. Uh, on the other hand, sometimes, have you ever felt like it's, it's slow? It can be slow. Um, when, I, when I order food sometimes, I, I walk into the Little Caesars and they tell me, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just wait a little bit, we'll bring it up to you. I walk out, get into the car, and wait for 15 minutes. And those 15 minutes sometimes last like 30 minutes at least, because I'm so hungry. Time can, can last very, very long sometimes. And again, it's all perception. God has given us an ability. God has given us a mind that is able, by focusing on certain deed, by focusing on certain uh, activity or um, a task that we want to accomplish, we can consciously somehow slow or speed up our time. But the, very, the truth is, is that the time, it never changes. There's, there's no such a thing as faster time or slower time. It's always the same. It's always continuous. It's always linear. It can never be faster. It can never go slower. It's impossible. And uh, Apostle Paul, Apostle Pavel, he writes to Ephesians, and he says a very interesting thing about time, especially for us. And I, I think it's very applicable to uh, nowadays for our lives as well. This is what he says in Ephesians chapter 5, two verses, 15 and 16. I'm going to read from uh, NIV. He says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I'm going to repeat it. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Reading, reading this verse, I hope it's going gonna, it's gonna to show up. Um, we can see that Paul talks about time as if it's precious. 
we can see, uh, we, we, we can see this message, that this mood in Paul's voice. He says it's, it's as if it's precious. Um, and why is time precious, right? Why is time precious? I want to give you four reasons why, it's, uh, why the time is precious. The first reason is because um, our eternity and where we're going to spend our eternity depends on time. Specifically about how we use our time, what we spend our time on. Um, God has given us a lifetime for some 60, 70, 80, 90, if God blesses, over 100. This time, in, into comparison to eternity, is almost non-existent. Eternity by itself means there's no limit. While time by itself always means there's got to be a beginning and there's got to there's be an end. That's time. If, if, um, if a time has no end or no beginning, how, how can it be time? It's impossible. So eternity that we're going to spend in heaven, depend, our life, depending on how we use our time, is going to dictate where we're going to spend it, with whom. Um, things in life are important um, in the rel um, when we compare to um, access to things. When we, when we have access to certain things that are easy to get, like water, food, shelter, um, those things are not as valuable, right? The price of water, the price of food is, is, is relatively affordable. On the other hand, things like precious metals, like gold, silver, uh, uh, rubies, those are the things that are hard to come by. Those are the things to get, hard to get. Those are the things that people need to work for, uh, study, uh, look for, in order to be able to get them or to make them. The more something requires of effort, the, the, more, uh, the more effort we have to put into finding something or getting something or obtaining something, the more precious it is, the more, the more important it is, right? It's normal. And I think the same thing comes, comes to time because uh, one thing that the time, the one quality that time has is that it, it can never be returned. You know, a life and the time that we have, it's not like a movie or a video. We cannot have a remote for our life, you know, we cannot go back, we cannot speed up our time, we cannot go in the future, it's impossible, we only live in the present. And so, with each moment that goes by, it cannot be, it cannot be returned. We cannot go back and change it, correct it, uh, revisit it. Um, people, specifically poets and uh, writers, a lot of time, they um, describe time in their poems, in their songs, um, in the history books as something negative, something cruel. Um, I've read sometimes pe people describe it as a robber, as a killer, and as a relentless cruel force. Because time is fleeing. Time is the thing that goes by and never comes back. Each moment that we have in our life, we can never get it back. And that's why it's so precious. Because in, relative, in, uh, in uh, relativity to other things like finances, uh, houses, physical stuff, material stuff. We can always build it. We can always, through labor, through hard work, we can obtain it again. If we lose it or if we destroy it, we can build it up again. We can obtain it again. We can get it again. But the, uh, when it comes to time, that's not the case. It's impossible. Second reason why time is important and precious is because it's short. It's short. Uh, we as young people, especially as young people, we think... Um, the time that we have in our lives, the, God, the, the time that God gave us, the lives that God gave us. And each of us, we have specific uh, s 
God-determined amount of time that we're going to live, brothers and sisters. And when we talk about the end of time, the end of our lives, you know, we always make a perception that it's going to happen. We know everybody's going to die one day. But we know that and we imagine it that it's going to be far away, especially because we're young, especially because we're young. Um, But the truth is time is short. And um, Job, he's very beautifully describes it in uh, the book of Job. It's uh, chapter 9, two verses, 25 and 26. He says, my days are swifter than a post. They're passed away as a swift ships and as eagle that grabs the prey. I don't know if any uh, of you ever saw maybe a documentary or maybe in real life you were able to witness a hawk or an eagle swiftly just running down for his prey, flying for his prey, and just like in one second, and he's gone. In a similar way, Job, he's trying trying to explain it in in this way because life is just like this. I've been in life for not not, not a long time into comparison to our pastors, into comparison to my parents, into comparison to elders. Um, but I cannot believe how, I cannot believe how fast the time goes. I cannot believe that it, this is already September. Every year it seems like it goes faster and faster and faster and faster. And I, and I find myself in situations when I'm thinking, have I done enough? Have I been faithful enough? Have I, have I accomplished what God wanted for me to accomplish by this age? Time is short, brothers and sisters. Another passage in the Bible, James, in the New Testament, this is what he writes. Um, James chapter 4, verse 15. Our life, what is it? It is but a vapor which appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. And then vanishes away. It is but a moment to eternity. If we take eternity, I remember a couple of, uh, couple of months ago, um, um, our, our dear preacher and, um, and teacher from a Bible school, Alex, uh, I think, I remember he, one time he brought this long rope. Uh, he left the other one end here and he just uh, stretched it all the way to, uh, to the exit. Um, and he marked just one little part of it as a different color than the rest of the rope. And he showed to you guys, and I, don't, I don't know if you ever remember this. Uh, and he just tried to show you that, hey, if we take this small little part of this rope, this one color, this black color, for example, and the rest of the rope is white. And if you look at the distance, for example, that rope that, that, that doesn't end. It's as if that rope is eternity. And that little black part, that piece is our life. It's short in comparison to eternity, brothers and, uh, brothers and sisters. Um, again, no amount of work, no amount of effort, no amount of uh, trying, no amount of, of uh, finances that we can pay can restore or can buy more time. You know what the difference between one of the richest people, uh, Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, and you, is because, uh, and what they don't have and what you have. We're not talking about finances here. I'm talking about time, brothers and sisters. They cannot go back. They cannot go back. No matter how rich you are, no matter how wealthy you are, you can never buy time. You can never buy minutes, hours, uh, days from your life. And that's why it's important. Third time, uh, third reason why time is important and precious is because um, we are uncertain of its continuance. What I mean by that is we don't know, we know that it's short, our lives will be short relatively to eternity, um, but we don't know where it's going to end. For some of us, we might live 10 years, for some of us, we might live 20, 30, and more, 
And I bless you for that. May God bless you for that, that you have a long and happy life, brothers and sisters. Uh, but we never know. Statistics say that nowadays, out of 8 billion people, 7.5 plus billion people, uh, in 24 hours, meaning in one day, about 150,000 people die. About 150,000 people leave this earth. And I know, in, in, in to comparison to, um, if we take 150,000 compa and compare it to 8 billion, that's not even one-tenth of one percent of eight billion. It's very little. But it's still a lot of people. And we never know. Any of us could, uh, could be next. And I'm not trying to be negative here, brothers and sisters. Um, God has given us life. Before we were born, the Bible says, you knew me before I was born. You knew me in the womb of my mother. You have predestined me. You have made a plan for me. Um, and you have given me life. God has given us life. And he has made plans for each and every single one of you. He, he has given you aptitudes, skills, talents to be able to fulfill his will. What is his will? His will is for you and for me and for all of us to serve him as children of God, to serve him and to fulfill his commandments. One of which, which is to save souls, to save lost souls. And for that, God gave us different talents. Some people can sing and worship beautifully. Some people can talk. Okay, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so, uh, some people can uh, serve with finances. God has given us talent, brothers and sisters, and he wants us and he desires for us to use those talents for his glory. That's why uh, time is important. Fourth reason and the last reason why time is precious uh, and important is because uh, it cannot be recovered. Again, there are many things that people have, many, many things that we have. Uh, f uh, financial, material, and opportunities that we have. And we can always create more opportunities. We can, we, we can always make more finances, but we can never take back time. Uh, if a man has ever parted with something which he had, not knowing the worth of it or the need he should have of it, he often can regain it, at least with pains and cost. But it's not such a thing when we, come, when we talk about time. Uh, one, once when time is gone, it's gone forever. No pains, no cost will ever recover it, ever. We have an eternity before us, brothers and sisters. When God created us, he gave us reasonable souls. He gave us endless, uh, endless opportunities only for his goal. And each one of us, we have specific and enough amount of talent and of um, gifts from God to be able to serve for what God has called us. Um, our calling as Christians is to save lost souls. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, that we need to storm off from this building and go try to save everybody, right? It doesn't mean like that. Um, not at all. When Jesus was walking upon this earth, and this is a very interesting thing that I noticed in my life. When I was, uh, uh, when I came to God, I knew of God. I knew about him. I was going to church every day. My parents led me to church every single Sunday. Uh, and I knew about him. I sat in a, in a, in a front pews, in a, in a front row, uh, rows, and I listened about God. I, I read the Bible many times. I, I heard, him, uh, heard about him from preachers, from my, from my parents, every time, every day. But I never, I never knew him. But the moment I, I remember, uh, remember when I was 13 years old, and I, and I turned to him, and I thought, why, what am I doing? Am I not supposed to just go and start saving everybody? I don't know if you ever had this thought, you know, it's a little bit weird. But looking at Jesus, looking at Jesus, what did he do upon earth, right? 
He didn't run around trying to, trying to, you know, saying like, let me save you, let me save you, right? He didn't do that. He was opened. He was always opened to people. He walked upon earth teaching people, healing people, whenever it was necessary, whenever it was needed, whenever uh, he saw the need. He wasn't running around trying to do that. And, and I think this is an example for us, brothers and sisters. We need to be vigilant. We need to be uh, aware about our time. Whether we are at work or at school or at home or outside, just to remember that, hey, God has called us to save people, to save souls. Um, many uh, many non-Christian people, atheists, uh, when they talk to Christians and they challenge us, they challenge Christians, they say, uh, well, once you are saved, once once when your life has, has when, when, when you were born again, what do you do now? You're born again. What do you do now? As if your life is already accomplished. Hooray, you know. You're born again. You have eternal life. What do we do? Christ in 24th chapter of Matthew. This is a long chapter. And if we, we have time, I want to I go through it real quick. Um, he explains what, what is our calling. Our calling is to save souls, to go into the world and to be an example. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. None of us are perfect, brothers and sisters, in any way, shape, or form. Um, but but, but um, the willingness, the passion that we try to serve him, the passion that we try to show, the, 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 the light that we're trying to be, that's what our purpose is. The salt uh, is, is our goal, is our calling. Um, and I also uh, wanted to read from Ecclesiastes 3, chapter 3. We already read it, but I want to repeat it again. Um, because there's time for everything. In our life, there's time for, for everything. We're going to have a time of ser uh, service right now. Then we're going to have a time of prayer. Then we're going to have a time of fellowship. There's time for everything. There's time to go to work. There's time to uh, have time with friends. There's time to relax. There's time for everything. Again, chapter 3, uh, Ecclesiastes from verse 1 all the way through verse 8. There is time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and to gather them again, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. In this time that we have, and I, with, with this in mind, with all that I, that I just said, brothers and sisters, um, I want to quickly go through um, chapter 24 in Matthew. This, is, uh, this, is, this happened when uh, apostles, they approached Jesus and they asked him, uh, Jesus, uh, tell us about the end of times. Tell us what's waiting for us. Uh, since we know that you're already going, this already happened after Christ was crucified and uh, before he was, he was going to be lifted up to heaven. Uh, and we read, let's start from uh, verse 1, Matthew chapter, chapter 24, verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him um, uh, from the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the, the disciples came upon him privately, saying, Tell us 
what shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of any coming at the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet, is not near. For nations shall rise against nations, and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and, uh, and, um, and diverse places. Uh, all these are the beginnings of sorrows. Jesus is, is here talking about the fact that in the, in the last times, in the times before his coming, we're going to see wars, we're going to see uh, desolate places, we're going to see famine. And truth be told, of course, um, we have seen it all throughout the time. Right after Jesus was lifted up, uh, uh, second century, third century, fourth century, we see wars, we, sh we see bloodshed, uh, and all throughout even until today. The wars haven't decreased, the bloodshed is continuing. Why? Because of the sin, because of the sin that has permeated um, humans, uh, hu uh, human flesh. We are born in sin. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says, all have fallen short of the glory of God. That's why Jesus came, brothers and sisters. That, that's why he humbled himself being God, being the most powerful uh, creator of all, humbling himself into our flesh, into our being, and then living perfect life. I cannot even imagine, brothers and sisters, I can't even imagine life that he lived back then. Would you be able to imagine 30 years, 30 plus years of just never sinning, Never making a single mistake, never making a single error, not even one. I, w I, I live a day, 24 hours, and I, and, I, and, and I wake up, and 10 minutes goes away, and something goes wrong. I say something, or I think something negative or sinful. Uh, we, we are people, brothers and sisters. But for, for a king, for a lord of lords, for king of kings, for the maker of all and everything that is around us, to, to do that, to humble himself, to live perfect life, and then, and then to say, Father, may your will be done in my life. May your will be done in my life. Even though I have not sinned, even though I haven't fallen short, even though I have never, ever hurt anybody. In fact, he was the one that was, was bruised. He was the one that was persecuted. Was, was, um, um, people, how many times in the Bible we read, we read when, when he had to go through back doors, through uh, little roads to escape people's wraths because they wanted, wanted to harm him. That love that he showed to us, brothers and sisters, on the cross, um, that time that he had on earth, that he spent, was time of obedience. He obeyed his father. And he is an example. We can never be like Jesus, but we can try, brothers and sisters. We can wake up every morning and we can keep pushing. We can keep pushing to be like he, to be like him. And at the end, he says, um, the times that are going to be before my coming, um, are going to be sad times, are going to be the times of wars and uh, uncertainty. And this is what certainly we see nowadays. This is what we see not, uh, not so much in U.S., thank God, uh, but we see all, all uh, over the seas, in Ukraine, Afghanistan, and places of a around the Asia, when we, when we see this desolation, when we see this destruction, when the wars, the bloodshed. And this is one of the signs of times, which again, brothers and sisters, shows us the urgency shows us the urgency of the times that we live in. We need to remember this. The time that we live in is precious. Again, we don't know when Jesus might come, when the end of the day is going to be. But the signs that he is talking here about 
are clear. And we, and, we, and we continue moving on. He says, verse 8, All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to the afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated for all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Um, I don't know if you, uh, if you remember this, um, this last Saturday evening. The main sermon was um, the brother that was preaching. Uh, he uh, he's one of the street preachers. He's one of the uh, one of the, uh, one of the preachers that goes outside into the streets into uh, the streets of uh, Seattle, and he preaches. He preaches something that people don't want to hear. He speaks and proclaims something that people, the world around us, doesn't want to hear, doesn't want to accept, because of how busy we are with our jobs, uh, with our errands, with our life. And I talked to him a couple of times after the service, and he told me a couple of stories of how people throw things at him, how people yell at him, how people uh, afflict him, and not just him, he has many friends, and even online, I, uh, I've, on YouTube, I watch a, couple, a few preachers who do that, and you see how the world is accepting that, you see how the world is affecting them, uh, similar to how it was um, in the days of Noah, when God saw the, the wickedness of the world, it says, the Bible says, it's, it's, I think it was only, only, only one occasion when when God said, I regret what I did, not even regret, um, I, re I, I, I repent, or I want to I wanna restore um, because of the wickedness of, of people. It was one time that God said something like that. Um, and we remember when, what, what, Noah, uh, what Noah did, he was preaching in a similar way, maybe not in the way that we do it today, uh, because back then, you know, the understanding, the perception of people was different, very different from what we have today. But... You, you know, imagine him talking to people, trying trying to tell them, hey, the, the flood is coming. The, um, the waters are going to rise. Uh, and back then, you know, people would not, would, would not even be able to comprehend what it is. How is it possible? And they laughed at him. They scorned him. They probably uh, uh, hit him maybe physically or afflicted him some pain. Uh, it could have been possible. But we see what happened. Only uh, nobody was nobody listened. This is the, this is very interesting. This is very interesting that um, only his family, only Noah's family, uh, was able to, be, to 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 get safely in uh, in the ark. No one. You would imagine that out of millions of people that heard it, maybe you know one or two or ten would like have this. I don't know this this just faith that hey maybe there's something wrong with um, with how we lived back then. No one. Brothers and sisters, we need to be vigilant. We need to be um, on our guards about the times that we live in. We need to remember how precious it is. Um, and then in, in verse 10, it says, And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall, be, shall hate one another. And many false prophets will rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same will be saved. The same will be saved, brothers and sisters. If we continue coming to church, if we continue reading the Bible, if we continue praying, if we continue abiding in Christ's word, uh, word and Bible and scriptures, that will keep us vigilant. That will keep us um, uh, on our guard. Coming to church, why do we come to church, brothers and sisters? To renew us, to renew us, to, to learn something, to, to get freshness, to get reminded of why we live. Why we spend, how should we spend our time? For God, for Him, 
This is, what, this is what we're made for. This is what our lives are supposed to be. His creation that serves him. His creation that glorifies him. And uh, 14th verse. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all world for a witness unto all nations. And there shall the end come. And we can see this again all around the world. But the thing, you know, the interesting thing is that people know of Christ. People know of him. They don't know him. That's a whole other topic to talk about. People know when you come up to anybody on the street, your coworkers. I mean, if you ever talk to your coworkers, brothers and sisters, I talk to mine, and they say, "Hey, I know God. I go to I go to church sometimes, but they they, they don't have a personal relationship with Him." And it's sad. It's sad. Every time I go to work, you know, I I, I always cry because I understand that hey, there is a possibility those people they're not gonna make it. They're not gonna make it. And and it's it saddens my heart, brothers and sisters. Um, we need to witness to people. We need to witness to people whenever we have an op opportunity. Again, we don't have to run, r rush right away and try to grab everybody. Hey, get saved, get saved, or, or you're going to go to hell. No. People see our actions. People see how, how we live. People see the words that we say. People see how we act at work, at school. And they notice. They notice those little things. And especially if, if we do this on a consistent basis. On a consistent ba basis, people, people see that. People get influenced by that. And the gospel has already been almost, almost, and we hear it all the time, pre preachers say, almost preached in all the globes. There are some remote places that the, the, um, the word of God hasn't made yet. But it will be because of the people who have decided, they said, hey, my time that I have, I'm going to give that time. A year or two, I'm going to go. And we have many, many um, of, uh, of our youth that go to Ukraine and they preach and they, uh, and they sing and they worship. And they remind people, remind people of time, of life, of God. And that's a blessing, brothers and sisters. And I encourage you to do that. Again, we all can serve in different ways, in different ways. Somebody is good at uh, singing. Somebody is good at wor hard work. Somebody is maybe genius. We can serve God with those talents, brothers and sisters. Uh, continuing on, 15th verse. When ye therefore, therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by the Daniel the prophet, stand in a holy place, whosoever readeth, let him understand. And of course, the, the, um, the beginning of the, uh, of the end days, the so-called uh, seven years of tribulation, as we know, begins with uh, the building of the temple. And so far... We haven't, heard of, we, we haven't heard of that. So far we haven't heard that that's happening. But we need to be ready because we never know. We never know. The, the Bible says in a different passage uh, that no one knows when, when Christ is going to come. No one know, knows the time of his coming. Um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I want to skip real quick because uh, the time is running short. Um, verse for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son be then shall uh, he talks about the two men in the field and some of them getting taken some of them won't be taken brothers and sisters I want to remind you again just to sum everything up um, if you remember anything from what I said, I encourage you guys to be vigilant. As we're going to have time of fun, time of uh, fellowship, 
eating good food, and, and spending the time together. And afterwards, when we, when we go home and we go tomorrow to our schools, to our jobs, the time that we have, the time that we have, that God gave us, the years of life that we have that God gave us, let us just remember, in the back of our minds, just remember that, hey, we must do something about it. We must be more active. There's no such a thing as perfection. There's no such a thing as being able to fulfill God's, uh, God's commandment perfectly, 100%. It's impossible. We people. But we can try. We can keep pushing ourselves. Just because we love God. Just because we're passionate about Him. Just because we, we love Him. Understanding what He did for us. Understanding the, the sacrifice that He did for us. The death of His Son. Precious, sinless, perfect Lamb that died for us. For you and for me, brothers and sisters. And as we're going to have fellowship, uh, brothers and sisters, please uh, remember this. Time of blessing. Time when it says they had fun. Uh, they were marrying, they, uh, they, they, had, uh, they had families, children, work. Let us remember, what do we do all of it for? What and for whom, before whom we do all of this for? It's God, it's Jesus. And he deserves all the glory, brothers and sisters. Amen? Amen. Let us stand up and pray.